everyone, welcome to the Winter Work Podcast. You're with your host, Julian Leahy. And today I'm joined by Jason Sircone, all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Home of the Steelers. And what we're going to do is put on a bit of background of uh, Jason's hometown. And uh, we'll, we'll look at that while we're while we, we're uh, doing the podcast. Now, Jason, you help people get into podcasting. Does podcasting still work? Should people be even worrying about podcasting? Yes or no? Absolutely, 100%. There's a number of different ways that you can take advantage of the platform, whether you're looking to start your own show as a means of communicating with your audience. It's a very fun and innovative way to do that, and it allows you to create good content. And if you want to utilize the podcast space as a value-driven guest, that is a tremendous way to build your brand, expand your network, and showcase your expertise. You find shows that align with your mission and your message, and you make guest appearances, and you make a serious impact on those shows. And when the audience hears you, the idea, obviously, is to provide so much value that they seek you out for more. So they follow your call to action, they come into your world, and then you can provide them value in any way that you know how. Yeah, and if you have a look around, you'll see there's a lot of people doing podcasts and they're doing them for a long period of time, which seems to indicate that it, it works, but it's something that takes a bit of time, doesn't it, Jason? Podcasting is a marathon, not a sprint. That's what I tell anybody that I'm working with. If you're going to get into the podcast space, you want to make sure that you're 100% committed to it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that do get into podcasting thinking this is the next big thing and I have to have a podcast and then they get three or four episodes into their show and they go, oh, holy crap, this is a lot more work than I thought it was. And slowly but surely it starts to move down the priority list to the point or until it gets to a point where they just walk away from the show completely. And it's extremely unfortunate because they really haven't tapped into what their show can become. Julian, you said it perfectly. It takes time to develop your skill set, to get better at being a podcaster. And while you're doing that, that's when you grow your audience. You get better at creating content that's going to attract people. When you attract people, if they like what you're doing, they're going to recommend that content to others. And if you put yourself in that position, that's how you grow. But some people just don't let that opportunity unfold and they walk away way too fast. Definitely. And I think a lot of people, there's, there's first of all, there's the fear of... Um, you know, I guess kind of imposter syndrome. Who am I to be telling anybody anything? Uh, and also just general fear of um, putting yourself out there. Uh, then the other problem, I think maybe uh, sometimes people don't know what their content type should be, like what is the topic? And, um, you know, there's a few reasons why people run out uh, or stop doing it after a few episodes and also the work of how much work it takes. So... We've got three things there. What are some of the things that we could do to make sure that we don't just fizzle out? I think the most important thing to zero in on right away is what are you passionate about? If you're doing this for your brand, obviously there's something in your space that made you go down that path in the first place. So chances are your passion is pretty high. If you're doing this on more of a hobby status, maybe someday you want to monetize it, but for now you just want to get a show off the ground because you think podcasting is fun. What are you passionate about? What can you talk about when no one is listening to you? Because the reality is that's going to be how it is in the very beginning. 
you might get a few friends and family to listen in, but until you develop some content and you get your audience built, you're going to be talking to yourself. So you want to make sure that you find something that you're passionate about. From there, develop a plan of action and set realistic expectations for what you can do to get your show off the ground. If you only have a couple hours a week to dedicate to your podcast, do not do a two hour show. Because Julian is a podcaster, you know, after the actual recording, that's just step, well, that's probably like step five or six, but then there's step seven, eight, nine, 10, and 11 in regards to getting that show ready to put out into the world. So if you have two hours a week to dedicate, do something that's a little bit shorter that allows you to do all that post-production work and do all that promotional work once the show is ready to go live. Do not put yourself in a position to where what you're doing with your podcast is a chore because when it becomes a chore, that's when it's just very easy to say, I'm going to skip this week. And then I skip the next week. And then all of a sudden I don't have a show anymore because I just stopped doing it. And if you approach it with a plan of action, knowing exactly how much time you have to dedicate, what you want to talk about. And there's a long series of things that you should look at in the very beginning. If you put that level of planning into your approach from the start, you're going to have much better success from the early going. Key tip there is, uh, yeah plan what you're doing with that in mind that um, you want to be doing this long term. So as Jason said, if it's something that you're interested in and you actually enjoy, it's going to be a lot easier to keep going and, and you do need to look at it as a long term strategy. And the other thing that scares people off is that work post production, I guess, that you talked about. Um, what do people need to be doing with the content once they've created and are there ways that they can make it easier? Yeah, there's definitely ways to make it easier. I think the biggest thing that you need to keep in mind is the listener experience. There are a lot of people that don't edit their podcast and they will just put whatever they have out on the internet and it will be just running rampant with background sounds that could have easily been removed flubs and vocal quirks from both the guests and the host that could have easily been edited out. And when the listener hears that, their first impression may be, well, these people really aren't putting the amount of care into this that they should. I'm going to go find another podcast to listen to. So taking some time. And again, like I said, if you prepare, if you prepare and know how much time you have to dedicate each week, you can block time specifically for each individual item. Now, to flip this on its side to some degree, what a lot of people do when it comes to the post-production work is they outsource. And that's a great way to save time. If you have the budget to have someone else do the work for you, you can hire a professional to do all of your post-production and put together a quality show for you. You just have to worry about doing your interview and then pass it on. I always recommend doing it yourself just to have a pretty good understanding of how it works before you start to outsource. That way, you know, you're getting a quality product in return, but that's something that some people do right from the start. I've worked with clients that have done that. The second they get done recording, they pass it on and that's okay. If that's the route you want to take, so be it. But yeah, there are some methods you can do, but ultimately you have to have an understanding of what a quality production is and easiest way to do that is just always keep the listener experience in mind yes well don't listen to my content you're going to find lots of uh, flubs and un <laughs> unedited uh, bad background noises and everything i'm more of a um let's just hit record and uh show up regularly type of guy 
I've done that in the past too. I mean, I, everything that I do in this space, I speak from experience. The very first podcast I ever recorded, we did it in a noisy bar. We didn't edit. We didn't even put theme music on the front. We just threw it on the internet when it was done. We had no idea what we were doing. And I'm not saying that you don't know what you're doing, Julian, but what these, the thing is, as you get experience in the space, you start to do a little bit more with the sound quality. Like you use a microphone. That's great. Some people don't even do that. Some people just use an internal microphone. There are ways that you set your podcast up to sound professional right from the start. And then as it grows, you can make improvements along the way. And, and what do people need to do as far as repurposing their content goes? Because the other problem is a lot of people will just do their podcast and not really do anything with it. That's a great question. Yeah, I think that the great thing about the podcasting space and, and doing your podcast is the fact that you have a one piece of content that can be repurposed into a lot of different things. You've got clips that you can pull for, oh, we'll call them short form content. If you want to pull clips that are anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute that will preview the show, that it can be a real point of impact in the conversation that you feature in a reel or on TikTok or in a YouTube short. You could pull a entire segment and make a video of it and put it on YouTube. Your show notes can also go on your website and serve as a blog post. You've got all kinds of different materials built within. And, and then there are services that will transcribe the audio of your podcast. You can turn that into, uh, in, into a blog post or some sort of written content that people can consume as well. So doing all of those things ultimately helps build the visibility of your show because you're giving people options on how to find you. The end goal is to get people to come and listen to your show. But if you go down the road of repurposing, you open up a lot of different opportunities for people to find you and you can have discussions and just like any other sales funnel in your brand, when you have those powerful discussions, when the time is right, people are going to seek you out. So when it's finally time for them to say, all right, I want to listen to a whole episode, they're familiar with you and what you do. So yeah, repurposing is huge. Definitely something to take advantage of. And, um, and how do people monetize? I mean, there's two types of thinking about this. Some people feel like they want to build up their podcast so much that they can actually have advertisers on. Other people look at it as exposure and then people will see what you're doing, you know, as a, as a byproduct. What do you think the best approach is? I don't think there is a blanket answer to that. I think both will work all depending on what you want to achieve. I always lean towards producing valuable content and letting that speak for itself. And then that's going to be the ultimate monetization tool. That's going to help everything. And valuable content is going to be the driver of your show for everything because you want audience growth. You want more people to hear your message. You want to attract quality guests that help make your show better if you're doing a show that features guests. So the more focus you put on that valuable content, the more all of the monetization strategies will fall into place because your valuable message may generate a new lead that you can then sell your service or product to. You may get to a point where your, your download numbers and all of the other metrics are large enough that you can get a sponsor for your show and get paid that way. Or you can start putting advertisements in. Now, I don't recommend peppering your show with ads just to collect a few dollars because going back to that listener experience, if you start peppering the show with ads, people start saying, is there ever going to be content here? This is just nothing but commercials and they get turned off by your production. So there are a number of ways to look at it. 
if you lead with value, you'll be able to answer those questions much easier. And the, the fact that you'll be able to monetize will come quicker because you consistently have valuable content for people to consume. And um, the people that you work with, are, are they people that want somebody to kind of handle everything or do they partially do it and then you do some of the other stuff? What are some of the things that you're doing for your clients? I've done everything from production to marketing to communicating with guests and managing schedules. I specifically focus on coaching and consulting now, both on the production side, basically helping people get their show in order. Mainly what I've put my emphasis on is helping people be a better host or a better guest and putting training out there that helps people understand the dynamics of being a value-driven podcast guest or a value-driven podcast host and putting yourself in a position to ultimately have a great conversation that people will listen to and really resonate with. End of the day, no matter what side of the microphone you're on, your goal is to create content and have a great collaboration with the other person to the point to where your content is so valuable. When people hear it, they say, this was kick ass. I'm going to share it with everybody on my social media networks, or I'm going to tell a friend to listen to this podcast. It's so good. When you get to that point, you know, you're doing your job right. But if you don't put emphasis on the fundamentals of being a good guest or a good host and focusing on all of the intricacies that co that go into that, it becomes more difficult to stay engaged with the process and it lengthens the time to find success in this space. It does take a lot of time, as we talked about at the very beginning, to get a show off the ground, to develop your voice, to get comfortable in front of the microphone. So the more you do that, the better you're going to get. And that's really where I put my time now is helping people understand the importance of that right from the start. You hear all these different technological advances and all of these gadgets and widgets that go into making your podcast production easier. But at the core of it, no matter what technology you're using, you have to have a powerful, confident voice. And if you don't bring that center stage, the audio quality suffers and ultimately your entire production suffers. And how long do people work with you for to develop this kind of strategy of, of what they're doing? It really depends. I mean, I right now, I, I just released a 30-day training program for helping people be a better podcast guest. And once that's concluded, we can move on to continued coaching. And I'm building a community around that as well. So people can stay with me as long as they like. It's really just a question of, do they feel optimized? Do they feel comfortable? Are they ready to fly on their own? And I'm in the process of getting a, a hosting uh, training program started the exact same way. And it's really going to be the same design and the same goal at the end is to make sure that everybody has the tools to do this right. If they need to come back to me for any type of additional services, advice, I'm here to help. But my goal is to make sure everybody's optimized. And then when they're optimized, they can leave the nest and fly and put a great podcast out there for the world to enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, anybody out there that is kind of solopreneur types um and you are just you know you need to do something as far as content i really implore you to get on the podcast 
um, you know, strategy. You, you need to develop a podcast, in my opinion, and you can turn that into all sorts of content. You need somebody to help you with that. So um, the first port of call for those people that need help, um, I've got a URL on the screen, jasonsircone.com slash when it worked. And what are people going to find there? When they land on that page, they're going to be able to get access to a free guide that I put together. It's called 10 Tips for Becoming a Valuable, Fully Optimized Podcast Guest. And that guide breaks down the fundamentals of all of the different steps and strategies that go into building a positive podcast guest marketing campaign. If you'd like to talk about building your own show, as you're on that page, you can book a consultation. You can find all of my information. Please feel free to get in touch. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anybody about the podcasting space and help you determine what's best for your brand. I've had conversations with people where they feel that starting a podcast is really what it's all about, but after talking to them about their time constraints and how much they can actually dedicate to the space, being a guest was far more advantageous because they didn't have the time to produce a show. And when they hear how much work is involved, it can be a little scary and a little daunting. So being a guest might be the better way to go, but we won't know until we have that conversation because you never know. You may want to do both and do both successfully. So I'm happy to have that talk with anybody. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, there is that kind of division. I mean, do people pick becoming a guest or do they start their own podcast? I mean, time is one of the big ones. What, what would you say are the advantages of, just guesting and what would be the advantages of actually developing your own podcast the advantages of just guesting is the fact that you don't have to do all of that production work someone else is going to help you create a piece of evergreen content that can serve your brand for years as long as that content is relevant it's in the space that you exist in and you leave an impactful message behind that can serve you for months, even years down the road, because podcasts are always growing, as long as content is still being produced, obviously. But as podcast content continues to get funneled in, more people start coming in, they're going to start going through that catalog. So someone else is taking time. You showed up with your expertise. You did your interview. You did a great job. You did your part. You did your part of the contribution. They're going to take care of all that backend work and ultimately give you something that you can utilize to serve your brand. So that's one of the biggest advantages. But in addition to that, I tell everybody, think of the SEO benefits that you get from a guest marketing campaign. The more shows you go on and you leave a link behind that then gets linked back to your website, that's going to start triggering those web crawlers and those algorithms to say, this is a high authority website as well. So having that at your disposal is enormous. And you get to showcase your expertise at the same time. So those are some of the biggest advantages of being a guest. If you want to start a show, I always say, look at all of the different offerings it can give you. You're not just out to get a million downloads. We get hung up. I shouldn't say we, a lot of podcasters get hung up on that download metric. And if they don't have a lot of downloads, they think it's their show's a failure. That's not even close to the case. The download metric is very flawed especially in its perception or, or in how people perceive how it serves them and the development of their show. So look at your podcast as a great way to network with like-minded professionals in your space. Every time you do a podcast, you get to connect with someone that has the same passions, 
has the same beliefs, and you get to have a great conversation about something that you're passionate about as well. And then turn that into content that goes global. That's huge. If that's what you're looking for, then starting a podcast is a great way to go. But you need to understand up front, starting a podcast takes time. And there's a lot that goes into it that you're probably not thinking about from finding a good guest, communicating with that guest, getting them to agree to come on your show, then preparing an episode that that caters to their expertise. So when they show up, they can help you create that great content. Then after that, we've already talked about what comes next, all that post-production. Once you produce the episode, then you've got to start promoting it and you've got to have assets for that. So starting a podcast is a very large undertaking. If you have a team at your disposal that can help you do it within your company, that's fantastic. That will definitely help alleviate some of the work that's involved. But you have to have a clear idea of whether it makes sense for you to move forward. Because if you're only going to do a couple episodes, don't do it. Be a guest. Take advantage of what somebody else has built for or put in place for you and show up and provide value to that audience. It's going to serve you much more in the long run. Yeah, I mean, even just guesting, you are having conversations with people, uh, potential customers of yours, because I know that when uh, I have people on and I need a particular service, I always think of the person, I, I liked what they were doing and um, you know, have reached out to former guests in the past. So, um, and, and the other key one that people don't think about, like what you said, it's a linking strategy. You've got people, every time you're going on a show, you're probably going to get a link back to your website on a blog or something like that with relevant content. I mean, um, SEO guys work extremely hard to get that kind of backlinking happening. Just by guesting, you are solving a huge SEO puzzle for yourself as well, which is going to just all of a sudden, you're going to start ranking in the search engines Um you know, it's, it's such a powerful media, uh, medium, isn't it, Jason? Oh, it can, that, that's my favorite part of that space, of the space and, and going on podcasts is, is the backlinks that you can get. Now, I will say, this is how I can tell when I listen to other podcasts, if someone is optimized and fully prepared, because they, if they don't leave their website, if they start rattling off 20 different social media networks for people to follow, then that tells me they're not doing it right. Every guest opportunity, or I should every guest appearance is an opportunity for your brand if you do it the right way. And if you're not leaving a link back to your website so people can come to the main party, your social media is great, but getting them back to your website helps with that SEO traffic, it helps with that exposure, it builds your visibility, and then they can come to the main part of the party. If they want to follow you on social media, they can link to you from your website. More than likely, you have your social media links there. I set up like we're doing here, jasoncircone.com slash when it worked. I do a page for every podcast that I appear on. And when you land there, you're going to get a personalized message from me as a listener of this podcast. That's a great strategy for anybody because, again, not only are you getting that backlink, but you can actually look at that page's traffic. And if you only share that link in one space, which would be the podcast that you appear on, you can see how much traffic that specific podcast is sending your way. It's harder to gauge that if you're sending them to your Instagram account or your Facebook page or your TikTok page. If you send them to your website as the primary landing location, the benefits are huge. And then you can send them wherever you want and you control the narrative. 
you can let those listeners know exactly what you want them to know. It's very powerful. Awesome. Well, a lot of really good info there. And um, I know that there are people out there that are struggling and they're doing all this posting on social media and all of that stuff. Um, you really need to look at producing podcast content, whether it's by guesting or hosting your own podcast. Have a look at what Jason's got going on and, um, and um, you can start to get an idea of which direction you need to go in. And uh, I think it's going to be huge for you if you do make a commitment one way or the other. So thanks for coming on, Jason. Some really valuable information for the audience there. Thanks, Julian. I appreciate you having me on. And for all the listeners out there, make sure you're doing your part to help Julian's show. Leave him a review. Let him know he's doing a great job. And that's going to help his show get found by more great listeners just like you. Wonderful. Well, thanks for watching and listening, everyone. I'm going to wrap it up and I'll see you very soon on another episode.